my advice would be don't set a deadline on when you're going to finish. Just do it. I, you know, I have a lot of questions about why we went tiny. And I mean, there's so many, there's so many answers. Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 178 with Katie Zentech. Katie Zentech's tiny house caught my eye when I learned that it was actually a shed that was converted into a tiny house. I have a very popular blog post about how to convert a shed to a tiny house, but I had never interviewed someone on the show who actually did it. Enter Katie. Katie and her husband took a shed that was built in the 1980s on their grandparents' property and turned it into a gorgeous, Pinterest-worthy tiny house. In this conversation, we go through all the basics, like how they did the floors, what they had to do to the walls, the ceilings, why they chose to add a porch, and all of the details that went into converting a shed into a tiny house. It's a really helpful conversation, and I hope you stick around. But before we get started, did you know that I personally send tiny house newsletter every week on Tuesdays. It's called Tiny Tuesdays, and it's a weekly email with tiny house news, interviews, photos, and resources. It's free to subscribe, and I even share sneak peeks of things that are coming up, ask for feedback about upcoming podcast guests, and more. It's really the best place to keep a pulse on what I'm doing in the tiny house space, and also stay informed of what's going on in the tiny house movement. To sign up, go to thetinyhouse.net slash newsletter, where you can sign up for the Tiny Tuesdays newsletter. And of course, you can unsubscribe at any time. I will never send you spam. And if you ever don't want to receive emails, it's easy to unsubscribe. So again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash newsletter. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy next week's Tiny Tuesdays newsletter. I am here with Katie Zentek. Michael and Katie live in a 280 square foot tiny home with their two daughters. They always love tiny homes and had the opportunity to turn an old shed on some family property into a tiny home. Katie Zentek, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I saw photos of your of your beautiful tiny home, I think on Tiny House Talk. Um, and I was just, I, I like keep these topics kind of in the back of my mind and like shed to tiny house is definitely one of them. Um, so why don't you, you know, can you tell us the story just from the start? Um, you know, how did you get into, into tiny living and, and, you know, tell the story of how this shed kind of came to be. Sure. So it's actually pretty funny. So back in December of 2019, my husband was telling me about this shed that his grandparents used to use as a storage building. Uh And he was telling me that it was 800 square foot. So (laughs) that's a big difference from what it actually is. So one day we drove out there and we come up to this shed and there's weeds everywhere, steel just piled up. You could barely see the building. Okay. So we walk up and it's a lot smaller than what I was thinking. Well, what he's told me to uh, 800 square foot. Yeah. And I was like, are you sure this is 800 square foot? And he started laughing. He was like, um, 
I don't think so. So we walk in and I mean, it's filled with just stuff, you know, uh, storage, uh, seasonal decorations. And we walk in and I'm like, this is not 800 square foot. So we actually measured it and it's 14 by 20, which is 280 square foot. And I was like, that was a big difference. (laughs) So anyway, so we decided, so this project actually started in December of 2019. Okay. We started cleaning out everything that was in here and then, you know, COVID hit. Right. So we kind of took a pause on getting everything out and just trying to figure out life. And then last year in September, we decided to work on the project again. So we started cleaning everything out. Once again, everything was out. And then we were like, what are we going to do with this place? You know, there was different options on what we wanted to do. But in the back of my mind, I always knew I wanted to do a tiny house. And when I mentioned that to him, he was like, yeah, that sounds good. So, which is shocking, you know, because sometimes my ideas are like, ooh, you know. <laughs> so um, we started remodeling it in September of 2020, and we finished May of this year. Uh-huh. So it took about nine months to finish. Wow, that's that's pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked at some of the your Instagram stories, and I mean... It was, it's a shed. It was, it looks like it was in kind of rough shape. Yes, it was. (laughs) Uh, So, so what did you, what did you have to do to it to turn it into the really beautiful home that it is now? Well, thank you. The foundation wasn't bad at all. We did have to take all the paint off because it was old paint and it was chipping away. Uh And we actually put a tin roof on because it was the roof was kind of leaking. So we changed the shingles out and put a tin roof on. Okay. Leveled it a little bit because it was a little unleveled. So we leveled it a little bit. The floors were beautiful. The wooden floors, there was no damage to them. Okay. It was plywood walls and ceilings. So we took all those out. The in, there was insulation here. So we didn't have to worry about the insulation. Okay. And then we put up, we did the studs. And then we put up the walls and then it just went from there. So. Okay. So you had to put up studs for the walls. Yes. Yes. So it was, it was a blank space. Wow. Wow. Yes. (laughs) How did you choose the materials that you used? Mostly Pinterest. Mm -hmm. I really love the farmhouse look and I knew I wanted shiplap and it, the shiplap kind of costed the same as it would sheetrock. Yep. So I was like, might as well do shiplap and it's more sturdy too with, with it being on blocks, cement blocks. Yep. I think that was a lot, a lot better than having a sheetrock. Yep. And so speaking of the foundation, did, did you make any changes to the foundation? Cause it certainly seems the house is probably quite a bit heavier now that you're done, you know, putting a kitchen into it and the hardwood floors or well, the floors were already there, but the walls and the ceilings, um, was the foundation, did you need to do anything to change it? We added um, a little bit more of blocks to make it more sturdy. Okay. And we also added the porch to that. So that, so we did like a long beam from the porch to the end of the house. So that helped with the foundation and okay. keeping it level. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, and so was the porch, 
was that there or did you add that porch? Yeah, we added the porch. Yeah. And that's great for just having like an indoor, indoor outdoor space, like a place Mm -hmm. to, to rustle for your keys while it's raining or or something like that. Yes. (laughs) Um, so the floors, so the floors are the original floors of the shed and they're, they're beautiful. It's amazing. Yes, they are the original floors. Um, it was built in the eighties by his grandparents. So, okay. Pretty amazing. Did they ever intend for someone to turn it into a cabin or they just, that's just how they built the shed? Yeah. I don't think they ever intended this to be a house mostly just for storage and, um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) a crazy dream. Now, did you, did you add windows or were the, all the windows already there? So there was actually three windows here already. Okay. We moved the front door to the other side of the building. Okay. So the front door was actually on the, where our bedroom sits and then where our shower sits, there was a window. Okay. And so we didn't like that view on that side because it was facing, you know, just really nothing. And so we wanted the, we wanted the change to the front door to the other side of the building where we could see the road and we added three extra windows Okay, and then the door. Okay. Was it, was that process difficult adding the windows? Um, not really. No, no, it wasn't hard at all. Nice. Nice. So in the, in the tiny house talk article, um, you shared that your budget was, around $10,000 and you finished around 15, um, which is still pretty, pretty great for a house to live in. Um, but maybe you could talk about, you know, why do you think you went over budget? What, what caused that to happen? So I believe we went over budget because we didn't include the appliances to that. And like with the vanity, just the small things, we were mostly doing like material, like the shiplap walls, we totally forgot about the, the mini split. (laughs) We thought about that the last minute and we're like, Oh wait, we have to have AC and heat. And (laughs) so that was a big expense. That was, that was the one that kind of was like, Oh, Hey, you know, by the way, here's an extra three (laughs) K. Yeah. No, mini splits are not cheap. Yes. But so, you know, with having the building here, the shed here, that really saved us some money as well. Of course. Yeah. Getting to start with, with a structure that was, was sound. Yes. So in terms of, of sleeping space, are there, are there two bedrooms? No, there's actually one bedroom and in our one bedroom, we have a full size bed. Okay. And then where do your daughters sleep? So as of right now, we're co-sleeping. So me and my girls will sleep in the bed one night. It just depends on where they fall asleep at. Right. We are in the market of looking for a pullout couch with a bed in it. That would also help, you know, with sleeping arrangements, but right. You know, with the price and everything, we just haven't found one yet. Right. So we're still in the market for one. Nice. Nice. It is like, I love that porch. I guess. I don't know what the, what the weather's like there. You're in, you're in Texas, right? Yes, we're in Texas. So probably a bit hot for sleeping outside, I would imagine. Yes, right now it's 100 degrees and it's almost 6 o'clock. Oh my (laughs) gosh, okay. So definitely not sleeping outside and definitely a good thing to have the mini split. Yes, correct. (laughs) 
Yeah, screened-in porches are a big thing up here. People sleep out in the summer at night on their screened-in porch because it's it's cool outside. Hmm. Um, that would be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you you started in in September in of 2020 and finished May 2021. Was that like faster than you expected? Slower than you expected? Like, talk. Tell me about the timeline. So we initially wanted to finish by Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So that was about, we, we wanted to finish it within two months and okay. with material and, you know, things coming in. And so then we pushed it back to January and same thing, you know, just, you just don't know how long things take or, mm-hmm. and, then, and then we pushed it back to Easter. We wanted to spend Easter here. Mm-hmm. And then like I said, we f- totally forgot about the mini split. So that took about four weeks to come in. <laughs> yeah. And so once we got that, I think we ended up kind of pushing it. And then we, f- we moved in in May. Got it. And, and are you living there full time? Yes, we're here full time. Awesome. Awesome. So the, the shed to tiny house concept, definitely there's a lot of interest in it. I'm curious um, what, you know, what advice would you have for, for listeners who are hoping to do the same thing? My advice would be don't set a deadline on when you're going to finish. <laughs> you know, with my experience, it took us about nine months, but yeah, just do it. I, you know, I have a lot of questions about why we went tiny. And I mean, there's so many, there's so many answers, but if you have a dream and you want to make it into a reality, just do it. We only have one life to live, yeah. you know, and, and living tiny is, has been the best experience for us. That's awesome. So you, um, you mentioned that, you know, you plan to live in your tiny home until your, your big house is finished with its remodel. And then you plan to do the tiny home as an Airbnb. Um, and I just, I love that you're intentional about that, you know, cause some people go into tiny house living and aren't sure what they're going to use it for, how long they're going to be there. I mean, that's, that's me. Um, what is the timeline on, on that dream or on that bigger house? So initially we wanted to be in the little house for about a year to two years. Uh And about two weeks ago, we met up with some contractors about our forever home our big home. Uh And we met with them and we, we went through the remodel and everything. And they, they told us if you're ready, we'll be finished within three months, Mm -hmm. which that was kind of a shock to me because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't planning on being there possibly at the end of the year in the big house. You know, I wanted to live in the tiny house for about a year. So, uh, I still want to live tiny for, for about a year just to get the real experience of it. But if our big house is finished, I'm super excited to have the the tiny house on an Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it it really it photographs beautifully. So I'm sure you'll you'll have no problem finding people who are excited to stay there. What what lessons have you learned living tiny that you think you'll kind of carry forward into your your big house life? So the one thing I tell people a lot is being organized. Um, when we were in our other house, our rent house, 
we weren't the best at being organized. We weren't the best at having things where they're supposed to be. Uh-huh. And with living tiny, you kind of have to, Yeah. you know, like you have to have your towels at a certain place. You have to have your cups in a certain place. And so that has really helped me and my kids stay organized. And that is a life lesson that I will take with me forever into the big house as well. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So that kind of the organization and, and having, having things, everything has a place to where, where it should go. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just like, I, I'm going to post as many pictures as I can. I think you've sent me a few, but I, I would also love to include the remodel photos, you know, on the show notes page for the episode. Um, what were some of the steps in the remodel? Like, it seems like you did most of the work yourself, but can you talk about what things you decided to, to bring in outside help for? Yeah. So our biggest thing that we wanted help with was putting up the walls. My husband, he works a full-time job. He's, he's self-employed. So the only time we could really work on the house was in the evening. Uh-huh. And so that's when we decided to bring um, a local contractor in here and help us. They put up the walls, they put up the ceiling. And then we had one of our family members come in and help us with the shower. Um, he helped us put the tile up and do that. Mm-hmm. And then with the mini split, of course, we had people come in, but mostly we did the work ourselves, but we did need some extra help. Yep. Yeah. And so I, I'm looking at the finished photos, you know, at the front, at the new front of the building, there's what looks like a gutter running up the middle of the building. And I, I kind of was, I was going to ask you what it was. And then I realized that's probably, that's the mini split. That's the refrigerant line for the mini split, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> so that was actually going to be on the side of the building Yeah. when we initially wanted the mini split in the bedroom, but we decided to put it in the living room because we spend most of our time in there. Right. So yeah, that <laughs> it's right by the front door, which is okay, you know. Sometimes you can't, you don't notice it, but then sometimes you do, but yeah, well, no, I, it doesn't, I, I was going to ask, cause that's a, a good example of like how important it is to plan out your appliances before you start building. Cause you wind up in a situation where like, oops, I, I realized that I need to put this thing in, but now I'm much more limited on where in the building I can kind of hide the wires, hide the, the, the pipes to it. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. I would say do your appliances first. If you plan on doing building tiny or remodeling tiny, figure uh-huh. out your appliances first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. That's systems. It's all about figuring out those systems. Also with, you know, again, I'm looking at these remodel photos that I'll, I'll post on the show notes page. Just looking at the insulation, it looks like it's in really great shape. And that, that, that's the insulation that was already there. Yes, that insulation was already there. So we were very fortunate to have that. That was a that was going to be a huge expense, but yeah. we're thankful that that was in great shape. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you get um like what's winter like where you are? So it usually doesn't get we stay cold. I say about 40 to 50 degrees is cold to us. Okay. It usually doesn't get like that until November. So when we moved in, it was still, it was 
it was summer, you know, we moved in and it was 85 to 90 degrees. So I'm not sure what winter will look like in the tiny house. I'm hoping with all the insulation in the walls and then ceiling should be fine. Yeah. And with the mini split, I'm hoping it'll be okay. But uh, we had a crazy winter storm back in February to where the the snow stuck on the ground for about four days, which is so not normal for here. Right, right. Now, was that the big freeze in Texas? Did that affect you in the tiny house at all? Yes. So that was the big freeze back in February. Yeah. We were still in the remodel process with the tiny house. It didn't really affect the tiny house that much. It was actually really pretty to see Mm -hmm. snow, you know, on the tiny house with, with the remodel and everything. I actually took some pictures of it. So that's good, good memory. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a big news story and it was sad to see so many people, you know, having losing, losing their homes or, or just having major damage as a result of, of that freeze. So you had to add, you know, this was just a shed there. Was there running water or like septic sewage hookups at the start? No, there was no running water and no electricity. We had to put all that in. We had some people come out and put the septic system in and uh, we had an electrician come out and put the electricity in. So yeah, that was, uh-huh. that was another expense that we didn't yeah. really think about. <laughs> so you, did you dig a new septic for the shed? Yes, we did. Wow. All within the $15,000 yes. budget. Yes. That's, that's amazing. Cause I, mm-hmm. I feel like I have it in my mind that a septic system alone can cost $15,000. <laughs> Yeah, thankfully it wasn't that much. It was around six thousand. Wow. Okay, so like over a third of your budget was the septic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, did you have the option of doing a compost toilet and then you know letting your gray water kind of run into the bushes, or is that that was not an option for you? So we didn't really think about that option. Uh huh. What we did is we for our big house. Our big house is about fifty feet away from the tiny house. Okay. So we just built a whole brand new septic system for the tiny house and for the big house. Ah, okay. I didn't realize that your big house is on the same property. Yes, it's on the same property. Perfect. Okay. So that makes things easy also from an Airbnb like management perspective that you're going to be able to kind of have this right on your property and continue to to kind of operate it as an Airbnb. Yeah, that's what I'm really excited about. Yeah, that is exciting. And that like... That's what's so cool about, about tiny houses that, you know, just because you're not living in it anymore, you know, you've done this, you've made this investment and I would imagine that you'll probably recoup the cost of the build within a year or two of Airbnb and then after that, it's like a real source of income. Yeah. Thankfully we're in a good spot. We are very close to the famous round top Texas okay. where they have antique fairs. So thankfully we're really close to that. And I think that's going to be, I think the tiny house will be very successful during that time. Nice. Yeah, I'm sure it will. And, and, you know, I've spoken with, um, there's a woman named Christy Wolf, who's kind of an Airbnb, Airbnb rock star. She's the one who has the potato. Um, her Hawaii tree house is like the most, the number one most requested, uh, or the most like kind of saved tiny or home on Airbnb. And she buys like cheap land wherever she can find it. And like she is, she told me in our interview, basically that P 
people come people go everywhere for various reasons. So even if you think you don't live somewhere where people need to stay, people do come there and they do need to stay there. So it's kind of like wherever you have your your Airbnb, you if you make it a unique stay and a unique experience, you can you can still really do well with it. Yeah, definitely. Well, um I'm curious what um you know, you were fascinated with going tiny. What what were some things that you that inspired you to to kind of go on this journey? I usually I like to ask people, you know, to share some things that that helped inspire them um with our listeners. So what really inspired me is I, I've been in love with tiny houses for about 10 years. I, I used to watch the tiny house shows on the DIY network and I've uh-huh. always just wanted to have a tiny house or live in a tiny house. But last year when COVID hit, that was kind of a really big eye opener because we we've been renting for about six to seven years. And we have this opportunity in front of us and we're like, yeah. you know what, it it's time. Let's let's live debt free, you know, save up some money for the big house and and have this tiny house for when we are in the big house as an investment. Yeah. You know, once it is on Airbnb. So it's it's a cool life memory, you know, when we look down the road when we're 60 or 70 and be like, remember when we lived in the tiny house? And I don't know. I just I really love it. Nice. That that's fantastic. And this is a bit of a non sequitur, but I remembered a, a question that I wanted to ask about about the floor. Um, you know, what did you have to do to refinish and or, you know, kind of treat the floor? Thankfully, it was in good shape. All we really had to do was sand it down and then we put a finish on it. We actually just did one coat because that's really all it needed. <laughs> so thankfully, we had the, you know, good wooden floors. Nice. Nice. What did you do for, um, so, so for the electrical, you said that you had a, you know, a contractor come, did they have to bury a line? Like, how did you get the the place hooked up? We had a pole mm-hmm. for the big house right outside the, the little house. Yep. So we just kind of reconnected and put a new electrical box in there. So it wasn't that hard. Yeah. Okay. And from the photos, kind of similar question. I don't see any propane appliances. Is that, is that correct? The only propane that we have is to heat the water. Okay. We have, it's on the back of the house and we have like, we connect a little propane bottle to the, to the wire. So it heats up uh, the water. Okay. So you just, um, have like little 20 pound tanks, like the, like that you'd use for a gas grill. Yes. Correct. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, I mean, it's really inspiring to me. I mean, just like a lot of people when they are looking at property for their tiny house or even looking at a a bigger house, you know, you might look at a kind of somewhat dilapidated shed. No, no offense to your shed. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You know, you might look at a dilapidated shed and kind of not see the potential to a turn it into a home either for you or into, you know, an Airbnb asset. And, um, you know, I'm excited for our listeners to go to the show notes page and just check out all these kind of before and after photos of the, of the shed. Yeah, it was pretty, 
when we showed our family, they kind of looked at us funny, like, are you sure this is going to be a, a house? And we're like, you know, my, vi- I love a challenge. So my vision yeah. was like, yeah, this is going to be a house. Like, can't you see it? And they're like, um, but then once we started doing the remodel and adding the porch and everything, then they, then they slowly started seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. And so actually, this is actually a great question coming in from tiny house engage. Um, what, what are some of the things your kids say about tiny living? So thankfully they're still young. We have an almost six-year-old and a two-year-old and our six-year-old, she always, you know, wants her own comforter set. Uh So once we get the pull-out couch, I think we're going to, you know, let her pick out whatever comforter set she wants. So we, we try to ease into it, you know, within, but so far they've, they've done amazing, which we're thankful for. Awesome. Well, that's great. I'm, who knows, they might not want to leave when you go to live in the bigger house. I know. I know. That's what we were saying. Like, what if the big one wants to have this as her own house, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who knows down the, down the road. Yep. You never know. Well, Katie Zentek, thank you so much for, for being a guest on the tiny house lifestyle podcast. It was great to chat and, and I found the conversation very inspiring and, and just helpful. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much to Katie Zentek for being a guest on the show today. You can find the show notes, including a full transcript and all the before and after photos of Katie's shed conversion at thetinyhouse.net slash 178. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash 178. Well, that's all for this week. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.